0: There was a young man who attended an Episcopal church in Connecticut on one cold, wintry morning. And he was filled and moved by the Holy Spirit. And in the middle of the service, he said, Amen. And the people around him were a little disturbed. And then a little bit later, he said, Hallelujah. And more people were disturbed around him. And finally he said, praise Jesus. And now the whole congregation was turning around and people were getting very, very uncomfortable. And so this usher comes down the aisle and leans over and says to this young man, Sir, control yourself. And the young man says, I I can't, I've got religion. And the usher said, well, you certainly didn't get it here. Today's lesson from St. Paul's first letter to the Corinthians gives us a major hint, a possibility to where this young man might have gotten his religion. St. Paul tells us, therefore, I want you to understand that no one speaking by the Spirit of God ever says, let Jesus be cursed. And no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. It's possible that this young man had an effusion of the Holy Spirit. Some experience of God that moved him to worship in ways both unfamiliar and unsettling. To those staid Episcopalians of Connecticut stock committed to New England reserve and decency. And by the way, uh, beware of priests from that part of the country. But the major topic that comes up in 1 Corinthians is a very elusive and sometimes mysterious topic of spiritual gifts. Spiritual gifts. If you'll turn back to your bulletin and go to the second lesson from 1 Corinthians. We're going to read those four sentences there. We'll stop at spirits at the very end, but we're going to read all that together. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagans, you were enticed and led astray to idols that could not speak. Therefore, I want you to understand that no one speaking by the spirit of God ever says that Jesus be cursed, and no one can say Jesus is lord except by the Holy Spirit. Now there are a variety of gifts, but the same Spirit, period. Now here this same passage, through the translation by Eugene Peterson, called The Message. God's various gifts are handed out everywhere, but they all originate in God's Spirit. God's various ministries are carried out everywhere, But they all originate in God's Spirit. God's various expressions of power are in action everywhere. But God Himself is behind it all. Each person is given something to do that shows who God is. Everyone gets in on it. Everyone benefits. All kinds of things are handed out by the Spirit. And to all kinds of people. The variety is wonderful. Wise counsel. Clear understanding. Simple trust. Healing the sick. Miraculous acts. Proclamation. Distinguishing between spirits. Tongues. Interpretation of tongues. All these gifts have a common origin, but are handed out one by one. By the one Spirit of God. He decides who gets what and when. Spiritual gifts... Spiritual gifts. Let's say that together. Spiritual gifts. Did you know that there are spiritual gifts inventories and assessments you can take? Raise your hand if you've ever taken one of those spiritual gifts assessments. Okay, a few of them. Some of them are online, some of them are in booklets, very long booklets that you fill out. Some are helpful, some are not so helpful. Did you know that there's been a long discussion and conversation in the church about the exact number and nature and variety of the gifts? Did you know that there are actually books that you can purchase that talk about unleashing the power of the Spirit in your life? Now, what if you didn't know some of those things? What if you're sitting here and you said, I didn't know that. Well, that certainly means there's more for you to experience with God, there's more for you to discover in your faith. Okay, let's bring the question a little closer to home, just a little. Do you know your spiritual gifts? Raise your hand if you think you know what your spiritual gifts. Are. Okay, a couple of hands. Some people, not so much. Alright, for the purposes of this sermon, we will sidestep the various nuances of this topic that people get into, and we can always talk about them at some other time. But a lot of this topic revolves about things like distinguishing between supernatural gifts and natural gifts, skills that you develop over time, versus spontaneous gifts that come out of the Spirit. And for the sake of this sermon, let's conceive of gifts in the widest terms possible, so, whatever skills you have, whatever you are good at, whatever time you have, whatever time you can give, whatever people say that you are good at, whatever you enjoy doing, these are all, in a certain sense, gifts. Right? Because God gives us the gift of life, the gift of this world, and so therefore all those things, in a certain sense, are gifts. But the question is, what are you going to do with your gifts, abilities, opportunities, time, talent, and treasure? What am I going to do with them? Well, St. Paul conveniently tells us what we're supposed to do with huh? them and why they've been given to us in right here in First Corinthians chapter twelve, verse seven. To each is given the manifestation manifestation of the Spirit. For the common good. For the common good. Let's say that together. For the common good. A pig and a chicken were walking in a very poor section of a city. And they were looking around and they were seeing lots of people who were in need. And the chicken said, you know what? Let's feed these hungry people. Let's make them a big breakfast of bacon and eggs. And the pig said, well, for you that's a donation, for me that's a sacrifice. <laughs> Your gifts and mine have been given to us by God for the common good. And sometimes using those gifts can feel like a sacrifice, sometimes it can feel like a donation. But the disciple of Jesus, the serious Christian, Christian, knows that all the gifts they've been given in life, all the opportunities, all the blessings they have, are not just for their enjoyment alone, or just the enjoyment of their family. Well, that's appropriate. But all that they have has been given to them to give and to steward and to share for the common good. Common good of his parish family, common good of the wider community of Dubuque, the wider good of the world. So now the typical spiritual home. Oh, yes, you're going to be quizzed about this. And actually, we all really will be when people look back at our lives and when we stand before God. But here's the spiritual question Are you using your gifts for the common good? Am I using my gifts for the common good? What about us as a spiritual family, as St. John's? Are we using our gifts for the common good? Now, as we get a little bit better clarity in our current mission process, a little bit better understanding of how our mission as a church relates to Jesus' great commandment, to love God above neighbor, and Jesus' great commission in his disciples, we'll all have a better idea of how we can use our gifts for the common good, the common good of this parish family, the common good of the wider community of Dubuque, and the wider good of the world. Now, remember, whoever you are, you have gifts. Whatever your age, whether you're nine or ninety-nine, you have skills and experiences that can be a blessing to others. You have been blessed to be a blessing. And there was another gift—the gift that that young man from that Connecticut parish had. And by the way, that man was picked out of that Connecticut parish, and many long years later, he made his way. But the gift of that that young man had was the gift of faith. And that's a very precious gift for us to lift up, to nurture, and to encourage, particularly in the times that we live in. The gift to be moved by the Spirit to say that Jesus is Lord. Now when you come to our family table, when you come to the Eucharistic table this morning, don't just receive bread and wine, but receive power, receive Spirit. When you come to the altar this morning, Come and give thanks to God for all the gifts that you have received in your life. And when you come to the altar this morning, be filled with that Spirit. And then go forth in the power of the Spirit, using your gifts for the common good, to love and serve the Lord. Amen.